have you heard this podcast by these two unintelligent gentlemen, the Trelure Blazoos? Mrs. Doubtfire, I haven't seen you since the 90s. <laughs> Hello, dear. Don't mistake me for that um, masked man, that masked individual. I wouldn't dream of uh, falsifying my identity like he did. Did you see the I think you should leave where they put him up in the makeup? Like, yeah. <laughs> it just yes. popped in my head and I started laughing. Thinking about <laughs> Get this off of me. I can't breathe. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm so hot. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't even want to be around anymore. Uh, yeah, I canceled my Netflix, but I made sure to to watch all of season two of that, which just got renewed for season three. Oh, so. did it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I love Tim yeah, Robinson. He's, he's so a funny, funny guy. Uh, guys, welcome back to the Trelure Blazures. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined here by Sir Nicholas Kelly. The other one. <laughs> and he's Irish. I am Irish. Uh, just right. Uh, he's Irish, but he may be going to Scotland. I'm at about, I'm at about I think, 83%. Uh, sure that I'm gonna get to go to Scotland. I like them odds. I do too. I'm I'm gonna find Nessie. I'm gonna bring her back, and you can uh, take my word for that. I will not fail. And we would say you would steal a kiss from Karen Gillan, but she's probably in the United States of America. She is currently actually back in Glasgow as <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy has wrapped. Now ah. if she could stay there for. Uh, several months <laughs> at least just to hang out with me yeah have a have a brewski have an irish brew i'll be like hey karen you remember me we took a photo together in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you didn't take very many <laughs> yeah you remember me right our, our 12 seconds of interaction <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sure i stood out to you mm-hmm well folks uh another week has passed and um we, you know, both of us have watched some things, so let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. I can't do this! What we done had watched this past week. I uh, didn't watch a lot of stuff. I've mostly been watching old Saturday Night Live clips on YouTube. Uh, that's mostly what I've been doing. Um, I did see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness last night. Thoughts. Un- unspoilery not, because I haven't seen it, but nobody's seen it. Nobody's I'm not going to say any spoilers. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Uh, when you Now, that's a loaded statement. Not my favorite. D- did you like it? Um, parts of it. Oh, you didn't like the whole thing? No. <gasps> really? I don't like the direction that they chose the plot to be. I don't like the entire general premise i like uh i like characters and moments but i did not like this the story okay so let me let me ask you this i'm gonna ask some questions here yeah i it, won't again no spoilers for no me. spoilers yeah are you saying this because it differs from the comics are you saying you just don't like the direction that they're taking the mcu or is it just these characters this movie just this movie, um, just one character, I did not care for the the arc uh, of this one character. I loved America Chavez, I will say, the new character. Yeah. I yeah. love her. She was instantly very, very great. Um, I just didn't... I, the, I didn't like a lot of it. <laughs> I liked, really? I liked, uh, I liked a lot of it, and I didn't like a lot of it. Okay, so as we know, I didn't really like Eternals. You did. Yes. Is this movie going to be a reversal where I like it and you no, didn't like no, it? No, you're going to agree with me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I I know. I I know that you can be. Uh divergent from expectations and you'll like a movie like annihilation which i would never have guessed 
but I, I feel like I know you enough to know that you will come to see things my way. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I don't know when I'm going to get to see it. Maybe I'll try to see it tomorrow night. Um, maybe we'll if see. you go in, have me having lowered your expectations, maybe. But I didn't, I didn't like a lot of it. And this is you coming out of, like, Spider-Man No Way Home, which was, like, multiverse kind of stuff mixed in, but awesome. So we're coming off of this awesome experience to something that's just not great. Yeah, I... Uh... It's really hard to talk about without spoilers. I just no, yeah, didn't don't. like the, I didn't like the the plot. I okay. didn't like it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was uh, I found it to be uh I can't I just can't do it without spoilers. That's fine. That's fine. We'll just leave it there. I will uh, say that uh if if Sam Raimi hadn't directed it, I probably wouldn't have liked it at all. Oh, okay. So he saved a lot of of it with his style. Um, but I didn't like. I just, it's, I've never said this before of a Marvel movie. I'm about to really say like, like you don't like what Kevin Feige has helped decide. Yeah, I didn't like this one much. I liked parts of it. I don't think I don't think I liked more than I disliked though. Okay, interesting. Um. Oh, the so I saw something about episode seven of Halo. Did you watch episode seven of Halo? Yeah, that's I put that uh, watched that last night when we got home. Um, what do you think? I thought episode seven is the worst one so far. That's what that's what other people were saying. They're right. Uh, there's a side story that that is usually just a small part of the other episodes, and it's like that's when I look at my phone, <laughs> and this whole episode was the side story. So episode seven blows, but episode five and six were so good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Also, uh, it was sort of necessary for the end of the episode, like, to it was it was necessary exposition. It was necessary, yeah. but it was just boring. Okay, okay, interesting. I wonder why they did that. Then, who knows? Uh, well, I finished Venom two. Let there be carnage. Yep. Didn't like it. I think it's the best. I think it's the best Marvel movie last year. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, went into it. Uh, and, and the end credit scene was weird. It was directed by uh, Watts. John no. Watts? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the post-credit scene. Yeah. Post-credit scene, yeah. Uh, it didn't make much sense to me. I mean, I read I read about it online after I watched it. I was like, what is this? What What? What happened here? So I don't know. The tie-in was like it seemed real weak to me. Yeah, well, that was something that was one of those things that Marvel will do, where they tease something and then they pull the rug out from under you and kind of treat you like an idiot. They they do this sometimes, and it makes me mad. Like the end of that movie, I was so excited, and then at the end of No Way Home, Eddie's there for three seconds and goes back, and I was like, oh come on. Yeah, no, that was weird. But yeah, it was better than uh, Doctor Strange too, which was not good. Oh wow! Uh, I've been watching several episodes of Our Flag Means Death. Uh, did you get I'm to, liking it. Did you get to Blackbeard? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. at Blackbeard. Now. It picks up a lot once you get to Blackbeard. Yeah, I like it. Okay, it's not. It's not. It's no what we do in the shadows. But uh, no, no. You know, it's. Um, it it runs into this problem where like the there's like a, a a little bit of a love story that just feels kind of forced and like artificial that a lot of these new shows have. Um, but maybe it maybe it will develop more. Who knows? I don't know. Which one? The the uh, the the Bill, the girl that plays Bill, and the uh, um I don't know the character's name. The the he's one of the main characters. Uh, okay. A heavier set black guy. Yeah. Yeah. That British, it, that's developed really slowly. Okay. So they kind of do. They it gets better as it goes. Okay. Um. But yeah, the the main the best uh, relationship is is between Blackbeard and Steed. Yeah. So I'll definitely keep watching it. Um. It's funny enough and entertaining yeah. enough. Uh, I've been watching Formula One Drive to Survive. Um. Nothing really to say there. It's just the same thing. Uh. Finish Moon Knight. I did finish Moon Knight. Me too. The uh, so I loved I loved the whole series. Loved it. Yeah, it's excellent. It's uh, uh, Hawkeye is still my favorite. I think. Yeah, I overall. think so too. Yep. But Moon I think. Knight's in my top three. Yeah, Moon Knight was awesome, dude. Like that finale was awesome. 
Um, so I'm going to say some non-spoilery things. There's a moment of, um, let's just say, well, there's a couple moments of flight, okay? And, and I'll just leave it very vague. But there's a moment of flight. There's actually a moment of takeoff. And it is so stylized. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Yep. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then there is a character that I'm not, I, this is going to be, I'm going to keep this non-spoilery. But I really want to talk about this. Yeah. There's a character called Scarlet Scarab. Yep. Which is was a villain from the comics, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah, a Silver Age Captain America villain that was just like a, like a maybe like couple issue throwaway henchman, throwaway henchman character. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have taken that, and what they did with it, I'm I'm borderline obsessed, Nick. Yeah, me too. I was freaking it, out, and that that's literally the other day when I texted you if you had watched it yet. It was because I wanted to talk about Scarlet Scarab. <laughs> okay, okay. This is um, it was so unexpected. I, this came out of nowhere. Had no idea they were going to do anything like this. Um, and when this this character hits the screen, you go like, what? What? Uh, oh my gosh! And then the more they show this character, you're like, is this? Is this costume perfect? Is this aesthetic perfect? The contours, the colors, the imagery. Um, it, it, it was like, oh my God, like th- th- you need to be an Avenger. Like this isn't, this is incredible. Like it was, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than this is one of the coolest things that the MCU has had that, that nobody, we didn't know we needed. The best way to explain it is somebody made um, the Tom Haverford meme where he says, this is beautiful. I've been staring at this for five hours now with a picture of Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Scarab. And that's literally how I felt about it. Like, uh, Moon Knight's Moon Knight's one of my favorite characters of all time. I like have established that well on this podcast. But that last that finale episode, I was all about I was all about Scarlet Scarab. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. I was like, oh my! And what the little kid says, you're just like, oh man, yes, yep. yeah, I love. Oh, that was such a good finale, man. That was uh, necessary to have such a good Marvel thing before the uh, the Doctor Strange. I guess. Do Do you like What If? I, I love What If. The whole thing. Um, when they wrapped it up all in a in a big bow, I was like, yes, I like the whole thing. Do you like the middle of What If? Like the zombie one. Like the middle chunk of episodes. Um. At the time, I was like, uh, this is not the best part of it, because they started with Captain Carter, and it was like, that's the best. Yeah, Captain. they started with the Captain Carter and the Guardians one, which were great, and then it was like the Murderville episodes. Yeah, they were kind of like uh, d- downers. They were kind of like downers, Debbie yeah. Downers. Uh, but, then they, but then they brought it all together, and I liked how they brought it all together, and I was like, okay, like as a whole package, I'm digging it. Yeah. I have vibes of the middle of what if from Doctor Strange. Okay, okay. I'll, that I, now that's very telling. That actually kind of gives me an idea of your perception of it. That uh, that's helpful. I was trying to think of a way because that I feel like is not spoilery. It's just that's the vibe that I got. Okay, a vibe. I don't think vibes are spoilery. I think if you think vibes are spoilery, you need to become an adult. Uh, well, I know some people that think that. So I know that's why I said that. Uh, so yeah, because you know too. Yeah. All right. So all right. So that's what we done had watched this past week, and that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yes, and uh, we're going to just jump right into the new news because of what we were just talking about. Apparently, Oscar Isaac confirmed that there is not going to be a season two of Moon Knight. Yeah, but other people seem to be confirming that there is, so I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's going on at this time. Yeah, I, I wonder... Um, here's, what, here's what we can't see, Nick. We can't see the viewer statistics for Moon Knight, so we don't yep. know how popular it was. Um, apparently some people are poo-pooing the show. Like some people didn't like it. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. Some people, well, I don't really, I don't really read like 
pedestrian opinions of things. I, I don't either. Because I don't ever agree with them anyway, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't understand why they wouldn't like it. It had the best music of any MCU show, I think. The best music. Yeah. Um, we had probably... It, it may be the best finale of all the shows. I, I think it was definitely the best finale. I don't know. The the Hawkeye one when they're when they're on the ice and they're shooting all the different arrows, that was pretty cool, though. The one division <laughs> finale with her versus Agatha oh, is really good, too. Yeah, that was really good, too. Um... The Loki one didn't have a finale because it was like a season cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. And uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier just kind of got less good as it went because the Flag Smashers were just not good villains. Yeah, him like him like hovering down, carrying whatever person he was carrying was like that imagery was really cool. But that's yeah. the only thing I remember from the finale was him just in the suit. Yep. Yeah, the suit down. was awesome. Suit was awesome. And his little speech he did was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'd love to see a season two of this, or I'd love to see Moon Knight show up in like a Midnight Suns or in, in like some sort of uh, The Defenders or, or something like that, you know? Yeah, I think if they're... Whatever Blade is up to at the end of Eternals... We can talk about that, right? That movie came out in November. Yeah. So, at, yeah, in the end of Eternals, the post credit scene, Blade recruits uh, Black Knight. And so whatever he's doing, that's the kind of thing Moon Knight would be doing as well. That's what um, I want. I, I, yeah. I want black. Here's what we want, and I think you're gonna you're gonna agree with me. We want we want Black Knight, Blade, Moon Knight, and uh, and Ghost Rider. Yeah, I want those things. That 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 team up. That's the team up I want. Yep, Midnight Suns, baby. Midnight Suns, baby. Yeah, yeah, the Midnight Suns. Yeah, I want that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it should be I don't know a movie maybe or a series, either one. I'd take either one. Yeah. Stretch it out. Who cares? Let's do it. Uh, that's a, I, I don't, did you hear, do you, do you know of any other news just off the top of your head? Not a ton of news this week. Not um, a very newsy I'm, week. I'm waiting for some announcements for some stuff to come out. Like we're getting towards the time of summer when there starts to be conventions like Star Wars celebrations coming up and, um, once we hit like Comic-Con or the Disney investor days or stuff like that, that's when we usually start to get some real good stuff. But right now there's not a lot. There's not, but, uh, we'll have some, some newsy episodes coming up for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's, let's talk about, um, the question towns. I'm telling you that I am the questions terms. Okay. I came up with this one just because I was thinking about, how Marvel does different genres of movies. Yeah. And I was like, well, what, what is my favorite genre? And so I thought that's a good questions times question. So my question is, what is your favorite genre of film and why? This is a great question. I can't believe we haven't even asked this one before. I know it's so, it's so hard to think of new ones. <laughs> it, it is. I had to think about this one because my, my snap judgment is sci-fi, right? Like we both love sci-fi. It's, um, but you know, like I've seen a lot of bad sci-fi in the last like couple years. So then I was like, let me think about this a little bit more. Let me think about some of my favorite movies and, uh, and what are they? And so I started to think, okay, the Rocketeer Return to Oz. And then I was like, okay, those are like historical sci-fi twist fiction, not historical fiction, historical sci-fi twist fiction. So it's like, it's a period piece. But there is this sci-fi element to it. Um, so other movies would be like Captain America, the First Avenger, um, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, even Captain Marvel. Uh, and I like all these movies, you know? And I was like, man, you know, I kind of, I think I really dig that genre. And, and don't get me wrong, it's not always done well. You know, like, I'm not a huge fan of Cowboys and Aliens. Um, that was disappointing for, for being from John Favreau. Yeah, and and you got Olivia Wilde, you got uh, James Bond. I mean, you you think it'd be a slam dunk? But yeah, it, exactly. It, it just, I don't. It's not. It's not very memorable. I me I remember Olivia Wilde coming out of that river, all dripping wet with water. Well, and that's just, something you're gonna remember. Yeah, I was like, whoa, hello. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there's a couple other other uh, examples uh, of this that uh, that just that that 
kind of fell flat. But but there are some really good home runs in there of that genre. Yeah. I I had the same initial instinct where it's like I really like good sci-fi, like Arrival and Dune and Denis Villeneuve sci-fi movies. Yeah. Or Alex Garland sci-fi movies. But, like, if I was to distill it to the core of what my actual favorite genre is what I want to watch all the time, and I've decided to call them them lo-fi chill movies. <laughs> and uh, so Lost in Translation, that's a lo-fi chill movie. That's my favorite movie, like, of all time. Uh, Away We Go with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph, that's like that. Um, Up in the Air with George Clooney. Movies like that, I like those kind of movies. Yeah, I dig those uh, as well. The Movies with a feel, movies with a... A tone, a ch- yeah. A, t- a chill tone, yeah. Yeah, yeah I dig it. Um, I still need to watch that show, that metal detector show. The Detectorists. The Detectorists, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yes. I, I'm I'm glad that I talked about that in the one episode because one of our, our regular listeners, Mike Mewborn, replied to me and was like, I started watching Detectorists. He's like, this is good. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> The influencers. We're, we influenced you. Papo. Uh, all right. So why don't you guys write into us and let us know what your favorite genre, uh, genre, your favorite genre. And uh, even if it's very niche, you know, let us know. Yeah. Uh, I want to know why, too. And and why. And uh, we'll, we will... Uh, tell you how to write into us later on the show even though you hear it every episode you probably know if you if you do if you listen to the show regularly then you already know yep uh all right uh let's talk about these here new 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 trailers folks we have uh we have an adele dazine yeah but don't get too excited some of them are real bad uh real bad we got some uh you know what, Nick? We've got some regular boogers in here. Some regular boogers. This is sort of like a list that the top is strong, and then it starts to go <laughs> off the rails as we go. It's a downhill. It's a downhill list, guys. Yeah. So we're we're gonna start off with something called "Don't Worry, Darling," and I. This is directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, directed by and starring Olivia Wilde. Yeah. The plot of this is a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. So this is uh, Florence Pugh is in this and Chris Pine and Harry Styles and Gemma Chan and Nick Kroll, all people that I like a lot. Directed by Olivia Wilde, who is also in it, who I like a lot. And this is the movie that Olivia Wilde fired Shia LaBeouf from for being a jerk. Tough look. Um, this is, um, I'll tell you what this is. This is the Truman Show uh, as an episode of Black Mirror. That's that's pretty accurate, yeah. Uh, I do want to see this. Like, This is a pretty good trailer in terms of yeah. ramping up the intrigue and the cast yep. is so good. Yep. And... I saw Olivia Wilde's movie Booksmart, and and she's a she, she's a really good director. I didn't like that was just kind of like a knockoff of Superbad. I thought that movie, but she's a, such a good director that there was some shots in in it, and I was like, who thinks of this for a comedy? And I was like, I want to see her make more stuff. And we're gonna get to uh, it. Looks like yeah. This um, this movie looks very sexical. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, does. it must be rated R. It looks like it's rated R. It's probably rated R. It comes out on September 23rd of 2022. It is, uh, oh, I don't know where they put the ratings in <laughs> on IMDb. I can't find it, but I, it's probably rated R. Probably rated R. It looks like it's shot pretty well, too, I would say. Yeah, I feel like she's she's good with the camera as a director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll probably end up checking this out when it comes out. I probably won't see it in the theater, but I'll see it when it comes out on like HBO. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have something that we are 100% going to watch day one, and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. He lives out in the Dune Sea. Uh, there's a lot. There's not too much that's unsaid about Obi-Wan Kenobi by us. Like, obviously, we love this. Um, obviously, we love Star Wars, and Ewan McGregor's great, and I really am excited to see uh, him like face off with Vader. Because they got to make that that line make sense where he knew that he was more machine now than man. 
because the last time you saw him, he was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I guess he could have heard of him, but it's way cooler if he sees him. Uh, right. Joel Edgerton is perfect. Like, he's just Uncle Owen. Like, Joel Edgerton is Uncle Owen. He's Uncle Owen, man. But I want to talk about one really niche thing that I noticed in this trailer is that 4LOM or 4LOM, if you say the letters, uh, the bounty hunter droid from Empire Strikes Back that's in the lineup of bounty hunters is like BFFs with Zuckus, the other bug one, is in this trailer. And I paused it and I went frame by frame and I was like, that definitely is 4LOM. And then I saw an article, or no, it was a YouTube video, Star Wars Meg, on YouTube. And she was like, they confirmed that it is 4LOM in the trailer. And I was like, yes, more uh, action from the Empire Strikes Back bounty hunters, please. <laughs> we all want to see it. We like it. We want to see it, folks. And then the one, the Inquisitor says she wants to see, or she wants pressure on him from every bounty hunter and low life and thug and i was like yes every bounty hunter bring all of them in and uh we we have obi-wan firing a blaster uh, a clumsy and random weapon so uncivilized huh. so this is go oh we get uh blade runner coruscant which i'm excited about yeah i think there's a i think that's a new planet actually oh, oh is it not coruscant yeah i think there's a new planet because uh, they they talked about build, basing this new planet to look like hong kong okay yeah it looks uh, well, awesome, uh all i want is neon lights just um there's not enough neon lights in this world in yeah, this world yeah speaking of which i have also i forgot to mention this but i'm I've, i'm like halfway through tokyo vice man that's a good show it's so good like you want neon it's like neon tokyo noir it's so good i gotta start that man there's not enough there's not enough time to watch all this stuff i know that's the it's hard to it's hard to find time like there's like 18 shows i want to watch but i'm glad i started that one because it it is providing my recommended dose of neon hook obi-wan kenobi up to our veins we cannot wait for this yep can't wait it's gonna be fun okay uh then we have oh <laughs> there's a trailer for no disintegrations which is a star wars fan film that yours truly was in and you're in the trailer yeah so the director is um is my buddy roman uh, santa croce and um and it was written and he wrote it with um matt sumner who also is a friend of mine from these are dragon con folks and so I went over to Atlanta uh, to film over a weekend. Uh, they, they filmed it over several weekends, but I was there one weekend. And uh, I played a rebel, uh, basically a red shirt, yeah. uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, I do get killed, and so it's going to be it's gonna be fun. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, so I, 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 you had been talking about this, and, like, you were there filming, and you had, like, a selfie with Alice and Tabitha and, like, all of this stuff. And I was thinking that this would be pretty cheesy. It's like, I was like, is this going to be some cringy fan film? This trailer's really good. <laughs> yeah. This is like uh, a real thing. Yeah, it's, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, Roman is an AD for, like, HBO shows. Like, he worked with Ben Mendelsohn uh, on The Outsider. He's got a coffee maker that Ben Mendelsohn, like, gave him. Yeah, this is the guy that you talked about with Nicolas Cage. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, so he, he knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah. this was. I just a had huge no production. frame of reference at all for what this was going to be. And yeah. I got to say, I was impressed by the trailer. Yeah, this. And I and I think I've talked about this, but th- this was like a real, real deal production. Like, I had never been a part of something quite like this. Uh, it was very professional and very, like, by the book, how they do this kind of stuff for, like, big shows. So uh, excited to see what it's going to be like. Um, and uh, of course, we'll we'll talk about it when it actually comes out. It comes out this month. They're they're releasing it at the end of this month on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, yes. Sweet. I'm actually gonna watch this just so I can watch you get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see me get killed. Yeah, no, it looks really good. Yeah, so should be fun. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for House of the Dragon. This is that Targaryen prequel show for Game of Thrones. Yeah, the the plot just says the story of House Targaryen set 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Um, I like Matt Smith and that's probably why I'm going to start watching this. I say start because I don't think it looks good. I don't, I was not really particularly interested in the Targaryens in regular Game of Thrones because I don't like dragons. 
I'm not super interested, but I'm still going to start it. I think I feel the same way. I'm not like excited about this, not looking forward to it. I'll probably check it out. Uh, you know, I would probably like a more PG-13 Game of Thrones, but this is not going to be that. No, uh, you ain't going to get that here. That's not the, that's not the brand. So uh, I'll check it out. Who, who knows? I may watch it with Erin. I don't know if she wants to watch it. She may not be into it. We'll see. Yeah, I'm just going to check it out. Um, Game of Thrones prequel series with Matt Smith. We're, we're ho-hum on, on the old Game of Thrones. Everything I've seen with Matt Smith recently, Matt Smith was the best part of. So I just kind of want to see if he continues that streak. Yeah. He was he was good in The uh, the Crown. Yeah, he was the only reason I didn't die while watching Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Weird. Uh, this is the Weird Al Yankovic story. Yeah, so this explores every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. I didn't know he had a famously depraved lifestyle. Everybody seems to love Weird Al. Yeah, I thought he was always kind of a PG guy. He doesn't have a depraved lifestyle. This description is being facetious. I guess I don't know him very well. Um, I do know that Daniel Radcliffe doesn't talk like him in this. <laughs> like, he has a very distinct high-pitched voice that is his normal speaking voice. And Daniel Radcliffe is just doing that Daniel Radcliffe voice. Yeah. Their, their music in this trailer, it's him singing, but is it Daniel Radcliffe singing? Because he does sound like him if that's Daniel Radcliffe. If it's Daniel Radcliffe singing, then he is he has created true, masterful mimicry. Yeah. Uh, but it sounded yeah. like it was just the regular, like a surgeon. But if it was him, that's insane. I That's what I kind of want to know about this movie is if he's singing and what it sounds like. So I don't know. Are you? I, I like Weird Al. Do you, are you interested enough in Weird Al to, to to sit down and watch this? I like Weird Al a lot. He's great. I don't tend to like biopics or biopics, however you come down on pronunciation for that. So and also I think it's like a Roku exclusive or something, and I don't even know where that exists. The barrier to entry. That sounds like a large barrier to entry. Yeah, like I don't know what that means. So <laughs> like, where where is it gonna be? Like, what is a Roku exclusive? Do you have to have a stick to do it? I haven't got a. I haven't got one. I don't got one. I don't got one, Dad. So we probably won't see this, I guess. The funny thing is that when we were watching this, Jess went, "Who's gonna play Doctor Demento?" And then it showed Rain Wilson as Doctor Demento, and she went, "Oh, that's perfect." <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. This seems like something Jess would want to watch, but I don't know how to find it. Maybe Jess will find it for us. Maybe. Maybe. All right, next up we have the trailer for Avatar 2, but this only exists in Nick's memory. Okay. The, I saw this before Doctor Strange yesterday. It was before the movie. It was a straight-on trailer for Avatar 2, The Way of Water. I could not find it on the internet, on YouTube. I was going insane. Like There kept being things that says Avatar 2 trailer, and when I played it, it was like for like a video game or something. And I kept clicking on these different ones. I was like, this isn't the thing I just saw. I I saw the whole trailer at the movie that I was just at. And it turns out it's an exclusively in, in theaters right now movie trailer, which is very James Cameron-y to do. It is. Uh, the, the CGI was extremely good. Like, that's what this is. It's like a tech demo. It, it reminded me of watching like an Unreal Five tech demo, where you're like, "Wow, this really is, this really looks incredible." But at what cost? Because these that first movie was so bad to me. Is this movie a sequel, or is it just set in the world of of there of that place? What's it called? Unobtainiumville. What is it? It What's had the- all the all your all the characters were there from the first movie. Oh, now this is. This is one of those things where uh, this is a sequel to a movie that came out in 2009, correct? Not, I think it was 2009. So we're, we're 12. Let me make sure. Back, let me 13 make sure. years? Yeah. 12, 13 years later? Yeah, 2009. So 
like this movie now has to star this has to come out and star sam worthington who is really not famous anymore (laughs) you know like this that sometimes will happen where a movie comes out and it's got all these people in it and then they sort of aren't you know they don't they don't come along with you as time progresses you know and while while uh zoe saldana has sam worthington has not and so will he like will he pop up now and just be in this and will he only be in avatar things because he is already in one and then will he disappear again only time will tell i can't believe that was that long ago that that movie came out was terminator genesis after that after that movie no that was well he was in terminator salvation oh he was in terminator salvation. i think that was like from 2005 no way that movie's not that old is it yeah it's it might have been 2006 or something let me look terminator salvation it's 2009 it came out the same year oh so that, that was the year of sam worthington but yeah and then we were just done with him i guess I don't know. He's in some movie about a ledge with Elizabeth Banks in it, and then he was gone after that. I don't remember seeing him after that one. I mean, he. I mean, if you got that Avatar money, you could just retire. Yeah, but like, is he famous enough where he got back end money, or did he just get one flat rate for that first movie? I don't know. They get uh, the ro- you could live off the royalties. I feel like, but not every actor gets royalties. That's usually baked in. Like, you have to be like Robert Downey Jr. level to get royalties. A lot of them just hmm. get straight fees. Hmm. And a lot of them, uh, like side characters in TV shows, barely make more money than us. They're probably they're probably working at Starbucks, too. Yeah. But yeah, so Avatar 2. Um, I don't... I'm not going to see... I didn't like the first one. Um, it does... The CG looks good, so it's going to do great overseas. <laughs> and you know that's right. Yep. I'll see it. I like the first one. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Life After Life. This is, uh, the plot of this one is, Ursula Todd dies one night in 1910 before she can draw her first breath. On that same night in 1910, Ursula is born and survives. So this is a movie with, with Thomas and Mackenzie from uh, Jojo Rabbit and one night or Last Night in Soho. And uh, it's sort of about reincarnation, but she's remembering her reincarnations and that's something that i think about so often in my own i do too yeah i do too do you just think about like like new game plusing reality yeah i mean almost is like this why don't you just make a new game plus movie like this should just be new game plus i mean that's what it is Uh, yeah but it's not like done the way i want it to be done here's what i want to know if if you could new game plus reality and that way you could stop yourself from doing all the cringe things that you've done. But if you remember it in order to stop this, is it still cringe? If it doesn't happen in your current reality, but you still, would you still lie awake and remember the cringy things you did? Wait, are you saying that in this new game plus you're living your same life but with all the knowledge that you got in the first life. Yeah, that's what I think about. That's the scenario okay. I imagine. Okay, see, I was thinking you get you die, and then like 50 years from now you get you get born for the second time, but you have all the knowledge of your first playthrough, uh, but you're just but you get booted to the future. Oh, see, um, mine's more new game plusy because it's the same game. It's the same game, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, um, uh, well, I'm not going to do deadlifts. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to do any deadlifts. Right. Um, and I'm going to invent the Snuggie because that's an easy one. I don't have to have much skill to invent that. I mean, I'm not even going to do I'm just going to buy Bitcoins. Yeah, I'm just going to buy Bitcoin, though. That's like, Yeah, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. I thought about something the other day, too. I was like, because, you know, we always think, oh, I'm just going to invest in Google and Apple and all this kind of stuff and buy Bitcoin. But I had, some, I had a thought the other day, too, that was like, oh, man, what if I did this? And I can't remember what it was. It was like something valuable, like buy some, this, this thing that, was, that would become valuable. Not And it wasn't Beanie Babies. <laughs> it would be the... Uh... Teenage 
Mutant Ninja Turtles Krang robot body, the the giant mech one that he had, the original action figure of that. Is it worth a lot of money? Yeah, about three hundred bucks. So you could be making three hundred bucks here and there. Yeah. If we did sports betting, I always think about this. Tell me if you think about this. I don't know that I do very well in sports betting because I can never remember who won like what Super Bowl or no, like what I World Series. I wouldn't. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't want to have to go and depend on having remembered something specific or be particularly skilled in some arena. I just want to buy bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got to wait. You know, you got to wait like a couple of years. No, so. I can wait. I don't need that money yet. Oh, I know what it was. I remember now. Um, I would know all the 80s one-hit wonders. And I would be like, okay, yes, this song's going to be a hit. So, like, go ahead and, and buy the rights to this song and, pu- and put it on the radio because it's going to be a hit. So, I would know all of that. So, you'd be like a weird uh, early edition music producer? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like Rick Ross. I, I'd be like a, like a, a very young, <laughs> like a four-year-old Rick Ross, white Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good yeah that's what i always think about is if i could new game plus and i was because if i think about cringy stuff that i did when i'm trying to go to sleep you know i was like uh i did that cringy thing in 2003 or whatever but then i'm like if i could new game plus and i don't do that thing will i still think about it in the alternate timeline <laughs> like will i be like in timeline b i did this <laughs> Yeah, well, we're we're lucky that we didn't have like TikTok and like phone cameras when we were kids. Because I that thank God so- every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't have any of that stuff. Who knows what dumb crowd I would have made? Well, me and my buddy Zach, we we got really close to it one time. We made a tape. We made like a, a mixtape of us just making up songs, and they were horrible the content was horrible like it would be instant cancellation for me these days if it came out i mean you wouldn't be able to recognize it was me but man it was really bad really really vulgar and and terrible uh that's the quote but nobody you know we like destroyed all the tapes so we're like we made sure we destroyed all the tapes in the alternate timeline would you still remember them though and you would because that's the only way to properly new game plus it but could yeah. you get by a lot easier if you knew no one else did? Yeah, I, I could. I just wouldn't make the tape. We just we wouldn't do that. Yeah. We'd do something else yeah. that night. Play play N sixty four. You know. Yep. That'd be kind of fun going back through and playing all the old N sixty four games. Yeah the the only thing is that like I would want to have the same friends that I have, and I'd be worried that I'd I'd try and. F- find them in unnatural ways because I already know them and they don't know me. Mm, it's yeah. like Spider-Man's problem in No Way Home. Hmm. So, like, would you have to sort of get to know people the same way that you did, like Groundhog Day, you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't... I would try to become friends with you sooner in the timeline than we than we did originally. Um so it, so it, it, whatever Dragon Con we you know before like because it was the one where we did uh, Parks and Rec that's yeah. when we really you know but so it would have been like two or three Dragon Cons before that I'd be like I'd just do whatever to meet you. Uh, but here but here's the thing we, I would be so rich at that point with all my Bitcoin money and Apple and Google money that like we could we could have sweets and like we could have like we could order any kind of food we wanted and. Um, pop bottles i mean what i mean you know whatever <laughs> living you, that life do you think you could convince people that that you remembered the future and like if you i feel like i know stuff so closely that i could convince her that like if i had to re-meet her i could convince her of of the alternate timeline that i'm from and she would believe me yeah, that's the that's the tough question because you would be like magic because you'd be like this is gonna happen, and it happens and people are like this guy can predict the future. But then you draw too much attention to yourself, and then you run the risk of like being assassinated. So like you don't want to draw attention to yourself. It's the reason Spider Man wears a mask. Like you don't want to bring too much attention to yourself because there's gonna be people who want to kill you. Yep, and also um, because like, if you prevent something, will something worse happen? Because we start getting into Twilight Zone. I think I would just play. I would be a selfish creature and and 
play the cards a little for myself because I wouldn't know what the consequences of, of messing with the greater world would be. Yeah, like is the butterfly effect happen in New Game Plus? Yeah, exactly. So then you can't predict the future because it's like happening all different. Yeah, I just want to I just want to quietly acquire assets for myself. <laughs> That's the name of the game, acquiring assets, all the different assets. Yep. So life after life, uh folks, that that trailer. <laughs> it it did spark good discussion. It did. Uh, maybe maybe we'll make that a um We'll, we'll, we'll draw like a, a questions times question from this in the future. Yeah. Because it's fun to think about. Yep. All right. So then we have a trailer for DC League of Super Pets. This is, uh, the, I guess, the second real trailer for this. Yeah. So this is Crypto the Super Dog and Superman are inseparable best friends sharing the same superpowers and fighting crime side by side in Metropolis. However, Crypto must master his own powers for a rescue mission when Superman is kidnapped. Uh, this is pretty funny, this trailer. It's it's probably better than most of the dc movies that have come out yep yep like i laughed a couple times in the in the trailer by itself so this looks pretty yep. good yeah this is the only acceptable type of talking animal movie a cartoon you know a cartoon yeah uh yeah it looks like it's probably pretty funny um probably written decently yeah it's uh that's... directed by sam levine i wonder if that's the same sam levine from freaks and geeks it maybe it it might be nope it's not but that guy's name was also sam levine <laughs> different one this time curious curious well it looks fine um dc actually makes something good we'll see yep. oh no well the, the batman was good yeah the batman was yeah good. The, they so, can make good batman stuff they can they can um will will uh what's his face is not voicing batman though in this no, I I don't remember who it was, and I already exited the. No, I I like the what's Will's uh, I keep wanting to say Will Forte. It's not Will Forte. Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett. Yeah, from Lego Batman. Yeah, he was the best. Batman the best. is an artist. <laughs> All right, so then we have a trailer for Interceptor. Interceptor. Yeah, so this is one army captain must use her years of tactical training and military expertise. When a simultaneous coordinated attack threatens to remove missile interception stations she's in command of. And this stars Elsa Pataki, who is Chris Hemsworth's wife. So this looks like a low-budget action movie. Um, but you know what this made me think? Uh, what's that? Uh, so I started listening to this podcast called Scam Fluencers, okay? Okay. And they have a three-part series that I just listened to on the Hollywood, a Hollywood Ponzi scheme. Where this guy was not a good actor, but he wanted to do movies and stuff. So he moves to L.A. and he starts this Ponzi scheme. And he uses that money uh, to make these like low-budget action movies where, which, where he can star in. Okay, um, and, and this I was like, oh man, what if this Interceptor movie was made with money? Like Ponzi scheme money or money laundering money. Or something like that. Like the actors still get paid. You know, people that work on this movie behind the scenes, director, they get paid. But the money is coming from a suspect source. And so many of the trailers that you and I talk about on here, it's like, how did this get made? Who's the audience? Is anybody watching this stuff? What's it even coming out on? Maybe it's this suspect money. Yeah. This one, this one's a Netflix one. And so I actually, the reason I mentioned that she was Chris Hemsworth's wife is because I feel like in order to make Extraction 2, Chris Hemsworth was like, hey, throw my wife a bone. Give her this movie or something. And then they were like, okay. That that you may, that may be something to that, dude. Yeah. Uh, they've been married since like 2010, I think. Also, longer than most uh, Hollywood uh, relationships. Yep. Is this his first wife? Uh, yes. How about, how about that? How about that? Cash me outside. So this looks terrible. I thought. Oh yeah, real bad. Uh, real bad. So there's one that one shot where she like blows the hair out of her face. I was like, what? What is this? Uh, Mortal Kombat from 1999 or whatever. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh jeez, it was just uh, yeah, not good, not good. Yep. So, but that's coming out. Uh, then we have a trailer for Vendetta. Yep. Not V for Vendetta, just Vendetta. This is a free Bruce Willis movie. So. We I don't I don't remember I don't think we even talked about this, so 
we had been talking for many, many episodes about freeing Bruce Willis because we were like, something's not right here. Like, he's not happy with this. He's not He's not living his best life. And we were right, it turns out. Yeah. He's, like, suffering from aphasia. He's, like, losing his ability to communicate and stuff. And there was some, some article about how some some Hollywood things might be taking advantage of him. Uh, and I feel like it's this kind of thing is is doing that. And so, like, when we were saying Free Bruce Willis, originally it was just because all these movies he, were in, he was in looked super bad, and it's like Bruce Willis, so he shouldn't be in these bad things. Right. But then I was like, oh, no, I was right. He really is not happy and shouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, it's, it's not a good situation. It's not a good... Not a good ending to the story, uh, and I think we still may have a few of these little um, dingleberries that are hanging on after that news came out. Because yeah. after that news came out, I don't think he's going to do. I don't think they're going to let him do any more of these. No. Uh, but but they're they're finishing up the last ones that he did, and this is probably one of those, don't you think? Yeah, and this is sort of like the king of all of the bad ones because this one has Mike Tyson in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to pop off. Yeah. It's about to pop off. It has shades from Luke Cage. Uh, yeah. Theo Theo Rossi. And yeah. uh everyone's favorite shoeless weirdo, Thomas Jane. Yeah, I was like I was like, was that Tom Jane? And then he didn't show up until like the again at the very end. I was like, I think it was Tom Jane. And it yeah, was Tom He's Jane. a weird guy. I guess he never <laughs> wears shoes. Like not even to like events and stuff. That's so strange. He's a weird guy, yeah. I once met a little British girl that was like that. And I was like, what if you step on glass, honey? Like, you're going to get diseases. Maybe she was a hobbit. I don't know. I, th- I feel like that's a good way to get hookworms. Oh, yeah, in the south? Yeah. isn't it? Your, uh, come on, dude. Isn't your entire lawn just hookworms? No. Uh, hookworms are like, like when people use a tree for the bathroom. Like, that's the bathroom tree. And you go walk around that bathroom tree and you get hookworms. Yeah, everyone in the south gets hookworms. That's racist. <laughs> Y'all need to... Invest in some footwear. That's what I'm saying. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? We, we, we are civilized people here. Uh, it's about the pop pop. <laughs> That's a new... We have a new Mike Tyson line, at least. <laughs> the, so we got to add it to the bombs the far away. <laughs> They're about to pop off. <laughs> it's about the pop off. I'm going to put this... About to pop off. I'm gonna put that clip in here multiple times in this in this podcast. So hope you hope you like that. It's about to pop off. All right, moving on. Uh, the 11th trailer we got here is for Blowback. This is straight trash. This is the dumbest. Oh. This is. It's not that oh. it's the dumbest or worst. This is the most forgettable generic trailer I've ever seen in two years of doing this podcast. I literally cannot remember a single thing about this trailer in my mind nothing not a single image or scene from the trailer sticks out i have no idea nothing i watched it twice nothing there's nothing in my mind (laughs) i'm gonna read the plot after planning a perfect heist nick is ready to score one problem his girl and the crew have other ideas. Hail of bullets, but Nick doesn't die. And in a race for his life, seeks revenge one target at a time. That's news to me. This doesn't even star anyone. Randy Couture, who the heck is that? Dude, Randy Couture is famous from Ultimate Fighting. He's a mixed martial artist from like old school UFC. I think that tells us everything we need to know about this movie. Absolutely. The biggest surprise about this to me was that Mickey Rourke was not in it. I, I was like, surely Mickey Rourke is in this. This movie, uh, if Ricky, Mickey Rourke is not physically in this movie, he's emotionally in this movie. Sorry, I had to give Erin her drugs. Sorry. <laughs> what was the last thing you said? I'm sorry. Tell Erin to come back and give her opinion on the, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, Blowback trailer. Uh, I, I, she she would um, she wouldn't make it through the whole thing. She wouldn't even no. make it through the whole trailer. It's impossible. Sure. It's uh, I just these movies. Here's what we need to do, Nick. We need to change this podcast to be an investigative journalism podcast about movies like Blowback, about movies like Vendetta, 
how do they get made? Who are they for? Where do they come out? Well, like, where does the funding come from? What is the purpose of these? I bet, we, we, I bet we could get an eight-episode series order at iHeartRadio for a podcast like that. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, guys, we'll pay you $200 an episode. I, I picture that uh, the final season of Portlandia when they're making the crime podcast <laughs> and Fred Armisen's in the police station. Yeah. And he's like, can you make that phone ring? And then it starts ringing. He goes, the phone rings. No one answers. <laughs> Everyone is busy. Too busy to work. And then they're all like, hey. <laughs> he's doing his Ira Glass voice. <laughs> I love Fred Armisen. Oh, he's the, the best. Um, all right, let's talk about the final booger here, the Adele DeZinth trailer, which is God's Favorite Idiot. This is a Red Band trailer, and uh, this is supposedly a comedy, yet uh, n- neither of us laughed a single time. So, this is a movie with Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, who is her husband in real life. And every bad movie that Melissa McCarthy is in is a Ben Falcone movie. So I'm pretty sure he's, like, tanking her reputation because she can be really funny sometimes. Like, she's really funny in Bridesmaids, and whenever she hosts Saturday Night Live, it's always a really good episode. And I feel like just, like, these bad movies that he makes that she's in are all so terrible. We need... i tell you what we need is somebody on Reddit in the Data is Beautiful subreddit to make a flowchart or some sort of chart that uh, we that we can see the ratio of good, funny Melissa McCarthy movies versus the bad ones that are not funny, that are not good. Mm-hmm. I, I need to see that ratio because it seems like she may have more stinkers than good ones at this point. That's because she's in all the movies that her husband directs and he, every movie he makes is bad. And so when she's randomly in a movie that he didn't make, it's usually better, like Bridesmaids, which was made by Paul Feig. Ah, yes. Paul Feig. So yeah, no, uh, I will say there's like this, um, there's like this shot of this angel coming down and it's like bone thugs and harmony level CGI. See at the, see you at the crossroads. Like that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. I should have mentioned the plot. The very thin plot is a tech support employee becomes the unwitting messenger of God. So that's all that we have for plot synopsis here. I, I did recognize, uh, I, I, I have this weird uncanny ability to recognize Leslie Bibb, no matter what, even though she's not super famous. Like, she was Christine Everhart in Iron Man, the reporter. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, she was Ricky Bobby's wife in Talladega Nights. But if, no matter what, if she's in something and I see her, I, I go, oh, it's Leslie Bibb. Like, I don't know. I just can recognize her immediately. Um... I f- she was in something else too. I feel like um, she's in a lot. Yeah, of she's stuff. in a lot of stuff. This uh, the tone at the very end of this trailer it has this weird like sound or music or something that they're playing, and it gave me this weird thought that this was like a glimpse um, of something like thirty years in the future, um. Where that where we've like run out of ideas, it's all been done, and nothing is funny or entertaining. So it was like this was a trailer sent to us th- from thirty years in the future. That's the vibe I got from the end of this. I think that's accurate. Like, this seems like a like a trailer that they, they would watch at RoboCop, <laughs> where everything's dystopian and terrible. Yeah, where they have to wear like the the blue sunscreen that's like nine thousand fps or. Uh, S- SPF. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like a RoboCop movie trailer. Yeah. Like that would be in that universe. The satirical, like, weird robot RoboCop universe. Yeah, RoboCop or Running Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's <laughs> the vibe. It would be a movie in that kind of a world. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it, dude. We nailed it, for mm-hmm. sure. All right. Well, that does it for all of the new new trailers, uh, folks. And uh, we don't have any trailer mailers this week, but we will tell you how to get in touch with us in case you want to answer this week's The Question Towns. Yeah, if you want to do that, you can follow us on Instagram at TrailerBlazersPodcast. Or if you want, you can email us at TrailerBlazersPod at gmail.com. 
If you want new episode updates, you can follow follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Don't try and contact us there, though, because we don't check the notifications. And we never will. Uh, if you are feeling extra generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for us to gain traction. And if you do that quick, Mickey's going to let you know what happens. I don't you what you do. Sometimes in life, you have somebody that you love. Maybe that's your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend, something like that. And that person may want to do something. Like maybe they won't be a singer, maybe actor, director, or, or, or pursue some kind of an art form, okay? And, and sometimes they're not very good at it. And you need to love that person enough to tell them that, hey, if this is, you need to tell them, like, hey, you ever seen that slow Mark and Nigel? Somebody needed to be honest with some of those people before they got to that show, okay? I, I, you know, you watch American Idol in the early parts of the seasons, and you're like, do you have any friends? Do you have people that love you? Because, baby, they should tell you that you're not any good at this. And so, you know, that's the tip. Like, honestly, have some people in your life that love you enough to be honest with you to tell you to pursue something else. Put your efforts into something else. And that is the tip. So basically what Quick Mickey is saying in an effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent way is to have a friend who you could convince that you're, you've relived the future and are, are doing it a second time. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am God's favorite dumb dude. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and it's about the poor <laughs> <laughs> Happy Trailsers. To the 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 video games. One quarter portion of the show, people. We've got uh, um a very thick with two C's video game portion this week. Not really. Actually, it's about the same as all the other weeks before. There's just like not anything happening in the video game industry. I don't feel like. Or any way that we're interested in. Yeah, we're not playing anything right now. I, I need to, I still, I mean, I haven't beaten uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yet. I'm going to do it, but, you know, I've been busy. I've been going to bed early, too, so. you, you got to beat I, it, or you're going to join the throng of 800 people I know that I make fun of for never finishing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we do have some video game news. Um, Square Enix is selling off all of their, like, American IPs, like, um, like, or the developers like Crystal Dynamics, that you know, Tomb Raider, all that kind of stuff. They're selling it to some some entity called Embracer, which is kind of a low profile uh, publisher or like investment firm. I don't know. Yeah, the Embracer Group. It's like a Swedish uh, company. Yeah. So they're set. So they already own Gearbox. Software, THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Coke Media, Deep Silver, and Coffee Stain Studios. Well, Gearbox they also, is good. Gearbox is good, yeah. They also um, they own comic book publisher Dark Horse, which I didn't know, and some tabletop game publisher called Asmodee. Well, uh, Dark Horse makes Hellboy, so that's good. Yeah. So they're, um, I think what's happening here... if. And I could be wrong, but it, it seems like Square Enix wants to keep all their stuff Japanese, so they're selling all their non-Japanese stuff off. As long as I get more Tomb Raider games, which they announced a new one somewhat recently, I'll be happy. Because that's, that's what I want. Um, I want more Deus Ex. So if they give me more Deus Ex content, I'll be happy. Yeah, we'll be happy if you give us those things, regardless of who owns what. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. So, so this could be good. I'm not sad about this. Um, 
you know, Square Enix wants to do more Japanese stuff. And that's so that happened. Um, the other thing we have is, uh, is more Square Enix news. They lo- apparently they lost um, two hundred million dollars on all their Marvel games. Yeah, which is somewhat sad because Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the best storyline driven game I've played in the past like at least five years, but maybe longer. Yeah, so Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think those are the only two, right? Yeah. Um, they just lost a bunch of money on them. Avengers so that, that stinks. was good, but like, it should have been. Like the storyline was real good, and the and the gameplay was real good, but it, you had to do these missions in a weird way that I didn't like. I wish it was more linear in that way, like a linear game like Guardians. Like if it was like that, but just playing as Kamala Khan was the best in that because she's such a great character. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Um, you'd think that Marvel would be a sure bet, but I guess not. No. Yeah. Um, then you ha- you put this piece on here about Mafia. Yeah. So there apparently there's a new Mafia prequel game in development, which is a prequel to the first game, which is my favorite one and also the only one that I ever finished. I never started Mafia Three. I didn't think it looked interesting. Mafia Two just like after Mafia One, Mafia Two was like just couldn't live up to it because mafia one is so good but uh i'm i'm really excited about this because this will be probably some of the same characters if, uh, as mafia one and the one of the like mafia one is one of the first real good character storyline video games ever because it, it's an older game but well those the remake is out now but uh i'm gonna definitely play the prequel game the uh you can get the the remake of mafia one for pretty cheap these days. I need to buy it when it goes on sale on steam next time. Uh, but I'm not going to, you know what I like? Cause I, I got to play ghost of Tsushima yeah, first. Play ghost of Tsushima. So going to do that. All right. So we got one new, new trailer that uh, I saw, which is called front mission, 2089 borderscape, which I think, I think borderscape is a dumb name, but whatever. Um, this looks pretty cool. It's very Japanese anime style robots, uh, young girls <laughs> piloting robots kind of a thing. Yeah, had some cool aesthetics, uh, cyberpunk anime aesthetics, like Ghost in the Shell or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just when we were watching it, she, she just went, some video games take themselves too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and that was definitely true of this. Oh, 100%. Um, I think this... I'm not familiar with this series, but I think this is a turn-based strategy game. Uh, I had never heard of it, but it it, it looked like it would make sense because it uh, is like a Japanese game and there's a lot of turn-based strategy games out of Japan. And, yeah, this and it's coming out on multiple things, but I want to say it's even coming out on mobile. Mo- mobile? So, uh. mobile. On the mobile phones. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably, probably never play it. I, I, although I do, I love turn-based strategy, but I'll probably never play this. Yeah. Sorry. I ain't got enough time to do anything yeah. these days. These days. Time is what turns kittens into cats. Indeed, it is. Wow. That's from Buffy. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, for the Trailer Blazures, I'm Ben Moon, and it, you could lose millions of dollars on me. Trust me. Happy trailsers. And I, I'm Nick Kelly, and I've already cost you millions, of dollars, hundreds of millions. <laughs> we, we're not a sound investment, Happy Trailers. <laughs>